On today's pod, does Isaiah really weigh only 150 pounds? <laughs> Isaiah, our beloved commissioner, is joining us, and Josh Cowan is joining oh. us as well. Isaiah, I'm just going to be honest with you. I have a couple of things I want to talk to you about today, and it is not uh, in favor of you. Uh, and I, I just want to – you called me about 30 minutes ago with a hilarious story, and I just want to start this podcast by – like, listen, it's going to be a rough episode for you. It's been a rough fantasy season in our league with you. You might have had a rough day today. Not <laughs> sure. But I'm just going to give you the floor here. Tell everyone about your day. So, Josh, you haven't heard the story yet, as well as the rest of the listeners. But uh, those of you that know me, which is all of you, I'm not someone who... who uh, all 11. All, all 11 of you, all the listeners out there uh, know me pretty well. I, I'm not a fan of attention a lot of the time when it's, you know... I don't love confrontation, and uh, both these things make me uncomfortable. And uh, I was driving. I was driving earlier today to go work on something for school, and my car decided to. Uh, <laughs> every time I moved the steering wheel, even the slightest, like just like just the slightest of movements, my car horn would go off without me pressing anything. Oh no. And so I'm driving down the road, honking at everyone, at every slightest move of the steering wheel. People walking down the sidewalk are flipping me off. No. People driving towards me are honking at me and yelling because I'm honking at them. And I'm just sitting here, like, trying to drive with my knees, putting my hands in the air so they can see that I'm not doing anything. Because every time I turn my steering wheel, it honks and not like a beep, but like a I'm putting my hundred pound, 150 pound like body weight into the steering wheel, full on rage, like, bah! you know, like, <laughs> you like say let him have it. And so I'm just sitting there, like, literally, <laughs> I, there's this girl was walking beside me as I had to make a turn. And I make the turn and it honks at her, continues to honk at her. She jumps and then looks at me and flips me off. <laughs> and then yells at me, and I'm just sitting there like I'm just trying to get to work. This is horrible. No. I'm like, like How long I'm, I'm, driving? Out. I'm I'm sweating. Oh, oh my gosh! Was it it was, how long of a drive is that? Josh, it was it was like a four minute drive, and it took me it took me 25 minutes because I was trying to drive so delicately. Like I was trying to make as little turns as possible. It was a living nightmare for me. I. I Oh. Hated it. So you're I hated not, it. You're not alone in that. I, I'm pretty sure that's just about everyone's greatest fear. But yeah, especially you and me. Josh, I, I think I've used my car horn twice <laughs> in two, ten years. Yeah. Not even joking. I think I've used it twice in ten years. I don't honk it. I don't honk. Today was an awful day. On today's pod, does Isaiah really weigh only 150 pounds? <laughs> Did you catch that, Blake? <laughs> yes. So I was trying to decide if I was going to try to put, like weight into it, or I weighed ten. All right, I've gained a few pounds. God. I've already had a bad day. It was pretty funny though, because he started off with a hundred, and he's like, "Well, okay, let's be honest, it's 150." I was like, what? "I know. I, I don't know, but." <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I thought this. Josh, I lost it there. I wasn't trying. I was about to mute myself because I heard you kind of mumble. <laughs> and then you're like, 215, maybe? <laughs> oh, that was so good. Well, I, mean, I was like, who are we talking about? Like, was Abby driving the car? Like, what? I'm so confused. <laughs> That, uh, like, I just I couldn't it, decide how to phrase it, but honestly, like bottom line, it it sounded my horn sounded so angry at everyone. Like I saw people like looking out their windows and neighborhoods. Oh no! Like how, what's happening? How many? Who's dying? How many birds did you get? Oh, oh, I hated Isaiah, it so you, much. Isaiah, Isaiah, how many birds did you get? How many of these I, did you I, get? I stopped looking after three. That's brutal. Oh, also, how you were in survival you, mode big time. How did you get back home? 
I, I, when I got to my destination, because that's the other problem, I would have just stopped and figured it out in the moment, but yeah. I had to get to the place I was going for a meeting. I and, didn't uh, I would have parked and walked. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was close. So I, when I got to the place I needed to go after my meeting, I just opened my hood and pulled the fuse to where now I just don't have a car horn at all. So nice job. That's good. Isaiah, I, I feel bad for you, but it made a great story and it made my day, honestly. I hope, uh, made my I day. hope all of you get to uh, enjoy my, uh, my misery and uh, enjoyed the story. Um, now we can talk about my 5 and 11 fantasy team. Oh, led by Matt Breda and uh, <laughs> who? I'm Matt Breda. I think I'm going to start oh. him this week. <laughs> I saw that edition. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's a great segue into our weekly recap of waivers, Isaiah. So uh, yeah, so, I, we didn't have too much happening, did we? No, not a very eventful week. I've got five names written down. I'll go with the ones that cost Bob first. So we had. I'm curious your guys' take on this. Who do you think, if you could choose a quarterback, fantasy quarterback, would you rather have Nick Mullins or Kyle Allen, Blake? Uh, right off the bat, without like. I haven't done any research on any, but Kyle Allen, for sure. Josh? Give me Nicky Mullins. Okay, okay. So I would personally go Kyle Allen. I think the bottom line is, and Nick Mullins went for 45, Bob. Um, I don't have who picked him up. And then Kyle Allen went uh, for 22. I thought it was interesting that there was a gap there. Anything, they're the same. So I was, I, was, I was curious that Kyle Allen, especially this week, we had a lot of teams playing one quarterback because of buys or injuries. And so it shocked me that, that only 22 fob was put on Kyle Allen. It's interesting, too, because, correct me if I'm wrong, Isaiah, was it Ryan who added Nick Mullins and dropped Dwayne Haskins, who is on the Washington football team, and didn't add Kyle Allen previously? And yes, so he, I, I believe that's accurate. And, so, so Ryan, if we were to ask Ryan, he would for sure say Mullins. I would, I would assume so because he's the one that have to assume. Right, I Josh, mean, you're going with Mullins? Why is that? Ryan's the one that put in money for Nick Mullins. And part of the reason he's got money put 45 down on Nick Mullins is because I was wise and beat him out for Andy Dalton. So take that, Ryan. But um, <laughs> wise. I would go, I'd go Nick peace. Mullins because, I, I mean, he came in and he lit it up. Granted, Seahawks, whatever. But he was able to get 17 and, you know, like less than half of the time and sure they had to come back, but I don't know. I thought that was pretty impressive. And he, you know, early on in the season, he got 19 points against the Giants. I, I don't know. I think he's got more potential than Kyle Allen where like Kyle might get you 10 to 15, but I think Nick could also have a similar floor, but maybe some bigger games as well. So I can I, understand that. Yeah, I I mean it's not if you're if you're having to really value one of those quarterbacks over the other, which Isaiah, I think that's why you pose this question. Uh, it you might, I don't know. I feel like who are <laughs> Nick Mullins' weapons though? There's like I'm if Kittle's say, out, Debo Samuel's out, the running backs are all hurt. They have Ayuk and who? I'm embarrassed really to say I would gladly start both of them this week. I'm not proud to say that, but not uh, proud. I think. I think the thing that confused me the most about this edition is that not more people bid on them and not more people bid more on them. We're getting near the end of the season. I feel like yeah. I felt like people would look at their fob and be like, yeah, you know, I should probably start defending this. Here's two starting quarterbacks this week. I'm only starting one. Let's drop some cash. But that wasn't the case. Yeah. I'm surprised Allen went for 22. Mullins went for 45, which was a little higher. But uh, and to answer your question, but also, I don't know if you heard, I think uh, not only is Kittle out, Samuel's out, Right. The running backs are all hurt, and I'm pretty sure I got an update about 20 minutes before we got on today that Ayuk and another one of the receivers Kendrick are considered close contact. No, are considered Kendrick close Bourne? contact to Kendrick Bourne, who has COVID, and so they're all out. You know what's the best thing about this is that Dante Pettis is still going to get zero points. Gosh, I think, I think correct, I could be wrong, I think Trent Taylor is wide receiver one this week for the 49ers. Trent Truck Taylor? Hey, all of you guys who dogged on my hasty love last week, is he the only player that's going to touch the ball for the Niners this week? How did he do last just, week? Just got to say, he got all the carries. He just could not get going. I think he only had like 30 yards. <laughs> Listen, as, the only issue this, is he's not good. Hey, not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. All right, we don't need to get on this sidetrack again. Uh, the other addition that we saw on waivers this week was uh, 
a surprising showing by is it Jordan Wilkins or Jonathan Wilkins? I think it's Jordan. Jordan Wilkins on the Colts somehow outperformed the rest of that backfield, including Jonathan Taylor. We found out later had an ankle injury. And Luke, who Luke, who has Jonathan Taylor, decided to spend fifty on him, which to me makes sense because you've got Jonathan Taylor. You see a guy do better than him, and then you hear your guy has an injury. You might as well risk. I think Hines had more points than Taylor too, right? Yeah, Hines. Hines ended up with a couple touchdowns. So yeah, they outperformed Jonathan Taylor. Did Hines outperform Wilkins, or did Wilkins win that battle? Wilkins won that one. Wilkins had a good game. I'll, I'll pull Wilkins, it up. Discuss, but... Wilkins had nineteen. So he played pretty well. What's also interesting is that Wilkins and uh, Jonathan Taylor are both limited right now in practice. So I can't wait to see who they end up going with on Sunday. Isaiah, yeah. is there any uh, of note waiver additions? Um, well, after those three, Bob, Blake and I, uh, who apparently both have trouble with sleep, were up after the midnight curfew of waiver additions. Every and week. Both decided, <laughs> and both decided to add a couple of late night additions. All excited. I added Jordan Reed, who I understand is not super exciting. He's coming off of the IR. But I was personally surprised that um, in, a, in a league this year where tight ends are just putrid, that not a single owner put in a claim for Jordan Reed, even for a dollar or two dollars. In the same boat, Robert Tanyan. Like, why... Why are Robert Tanya and Jordan Reed in a league where we're starting the bottom of the barrel tight ends, not getting more claims? It just surprises me that that was out there. Josh, did you get Goddard on waivers as well? So I scooped up Goddard uh, last week before this, you know, this past week's games because I saw that he might have the chance of coming back. And so I was like, eh, you know, I think Goddard's going to be pretty good, especially with Zach Ertz not being um, available at least for a few weeks. And so I, I thought Goddard's going to be the guy for Philly. So I'll scoop him up before he actually plays a game. And also he might have, he might have the chance to play against uh, Dallas. I was like, oh, he could play against Dallas. That would be awesome. Was that Abby Isaiah? Hey, Abby. Hi, Abby. Abby's Hi. in the building. She gave me a very interesting look when she walked in and saw me talking. I'm sure. Funny is that there's <laughs> nowhere for Abby to go and hide. <laughs> no, okay, I cannot, can't I cannot emphasize this enough. Abby just walked our uh, our apartment or our, our I guess our room, which is literally a room, and saw me talking on the laptop to Blake and Josh. And there's nowhere where she can yeah. go, sit, or not hear us. So we we f- we all feel bad for you, Abby. For sure, like 100%. Like the com- our commissioner does not get much love to begin with. And I think he, he, he takes it home a lot, unfortunately. Here's the thing, though, is we actually started this off with a little Bible study. And it was really great to just kind of, like, talk about that and just discuss that and dive That's in. That's right. And, like, get deeper. Gosh, I can't get over that you have, like, a whole rigged microphone. How official do I look? Like, really, no, like no, because your lighting is really bad. So, um, yeah, so jo- Josh. Right now, Josh is like a like a silhouette right now with a really cool microphone wind. and a beautiful voice. That's all I. That's all I see on Josh's screen right now. Did Look, you not invest live? in a ring light for this? Um, like we're not quite at that level, but I think give it a few more podcasts and we'll officially, you know, we'll we'll go all in on the, right. the Rogan. I'm working. Light. I'm working. I need yeah. to keep going. Okay. Love you. And there you have it. That is what it's like being a commissioner's wife. um where were we tight ends yeah i so i'm just gonna go ahead and say this because there is only three tight ends that you could comfortably say you're a starter every single week right now and that is waller kelsey and andrews why why is it that isaiah you have kelsey i have waller josh you have andrews why is it that i added tanyan you added Jordan Reed and Josh, you added Goddard. Why does nobody care to add tight ends in our league? Going off of that, Blake, it's it's confusing to me because obviously like Tanyan, Goddard, and uh, Reed, they're not guys who are performing like, actually Tanyan kind of is. They're not guys who are performing like right away. You wouldn't want a potential guy like that over someone like, I don't know, Eric Ebron, who is starting, or Ingram, I don't know, Tyler Higby. Evan Ingram, these are the guys who are being started. Jared Cook, like Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's supposed to be good. Like, 
You're telling me even if you have one of these guys, you're not taking a $2, $1 flyer? Why, why didn't Ryan – like, I get Jonu Smith had a great two games, but why didn't Ryan add any security with either one of those guys? With When Kittle got hurt, he didn't – did he put? Did Ryan put in a, a waiver claim for Reed? Nope. Got him for free. So that So if, if you happen to listen to this podcast, explain yourself on the chats. We would love to know. Isaiah can't make sense of it. I can't make sense of it. Josh, do you know? What, like, what's your best guess, Michael Josh? still has Richard Rodgers on his team. Richard Rodgers. Hey, Josh, I'm going to one-up you here. Why does Ryan have Duke Johnson on his roster right now? <laughs> Ryan, explain yourself, please. Why do you have Duke Johnson on your roster? That makes no sense. I am so certain that he is counting on a David Johnson injury all season long and that when he gets inevitably hurt, which we, I think we still expect to happen at some point, Duke will be the guy. That's got to be the plan there. Maybe, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did people not think that was going to happen last year with the whole Texans running back situation? Like, oh, Duke Johnson could be the guy, and then he was the guy, and then he wasn't. I think you're right. It was pretty underwhelming. (laughs) Right? We've seen it. We've seen this already. It doesn't pan out. (laughs) <laughs> and like let's Isaiah, I think you might know this. There's probably only one person in this league right now that really likes David Johnson. And it used to be you, but now it's Micah. And if we don't even value David Johnson, I don't know. I don't know why we would ever value Duke. Uh, rumor, rumor mill. I hear, uh, I hear David Johnson might actually be on the move. What? We need like a little trade alert bell or something. Or like a, I don't know if there's a TMZ noise, but just. Oh, Josh, like, what's that thing that you guys does? Like the, damn. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the NFL news. It never stops. <laughs> never stops. <laughs> All right, so movie? Isaiah, oh. I believe the matchup of the week last week was you and Josh, correct? Yes, it was uh, me and Josh last week. I, uh, it was one of the matchups of the week. I think the other one, let me check. We had another one we were watching, but Josh were one of the matchups, and not gonna lie, I uh, I felt I felt fairly confident. I had that one in the bag. Like I wasn't sure about the median, but I was I was ninety percent sure I was gonna at least get one win this week. Did, I, did you did you feel that way after Thursday when Ridley got hurt, or when did you not feel that way? So after Thursday, the hope was low. It, it was it was starting to drop, but I had just traded Michael Thomas to Josh, and Blake knows this. I've been very stubborn on trading Michael Thomas all year. I, I haven't gotten the – I literally didn't score a single point for my team. I really wanted to hold on to him because I was just – just needed some joy. And uh, I traded him to Josh on the basis that I was like, if I'm trading him to Josh, I'm getting a decent deal back, and I'm really buying a win because Josh this week has like four people on buys three people injured and I'm like, you know what? I get some good pieces. I get a win, a really net, like a really, really necessary win. And well, Josh, what happened? Well, I mean, Pat went off. So that helped a good amount. He got me 41. So that was a good start. Shout out to Patty. And then uh, I think the real highlight for me had to be when we discovered that Daryl Henderson had left the game with an injury and I'm sorry, did you just open the door for Happy? <laughs> Isaiah, the face you made right there, the face you made right there, Isaiah, was suspect. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, gather. Yeah, highlight for me was Daryl Henderson leaving with an injury and knowing that Malcolm Brown would then take over the running back duties and I, I had traded him to you, and then I picked up Malcolm Brown, and they were going to split carries, and then it was looking like they were going to. Then Daryl Henderson leaves with an injury, and I was like, this couldn't have worked out much better for me. So let's, so, let me let me break this down one more time, just because we're going to talk about this trade later, so let's just talk about it now. Like, what happened was I traded Michael Thomas to Josh for Amari Cooper and Daryl Henderson. Now, personally, I felt like I was selling a little bit low, but also, as Blake has mentioned to me, numerous amounts of times in all caps on text that my my standards for Michael Thomas were a bit high they were too so high. so I traded him for Amari Cooper and Daryl Henderson who I don't love but again good pieces get the win all good 
not only did I lose to Gus Edwards in the Pittsburgh defense, Daryl Henderson gets hurt. Josh picks up his back. Amari Cooper scores under two points. And Michael Thomas looks like he's going to play next week. And I'm sitting at 5-11. and 11. That's my week in a nutshell. Don't really care to talk anymore about that trade. Hit me up. I, I'm uh, I would looking like, to sell everybody. I would like to input my three cents into the matchup of the week last week. And uh, it's, I think it's fair to bring this up because it's valid. On last week's podcast, I believe I said, can Mahomes go get 40? Yes. Can Tannehill go get 40? No. Uh, that is why I disagreed with the trade that Josh made with Christian last week. And then Isaiah went on air last week, said, I defend that trade. It's not that bad trade. And I was like, Isaiah, you're a moron. You play Mahomes this week. Are you serious? And then what happened? Mahomes dropped 40. I'm not even going to lie, Isaiah. The MT move, that's a great move. Like, you, if you're trying to finesse a move to make the playoffs, that's as good of a deal as you might have could have got at your situation at the time. Where you lost that deal is against Mahomes. Like, Mahomes won that week. I, I wouldn't even chalk it up to – it's not like Josh started players that, you know, scored an absurd amount of points in replacement of Amari Cooper or Henderson, you know. So – I think Mahomes is like the MVP of that matchup. What was the other matchup of the week last week? Do we remember? Yes. The other matchup of the week was Ryan and Micah, who uh, honestly watching this matchup, especially down the wire, was extremely interesting for me. It was. One, because I, I tried to do this a couple weeks ago and fell flat on my face and lost both the median and the game. So props to you, Micah, uh, for, for successfully putting together the dominoes to knock each other over and get yourself not only a weekly win, but also the median win. Um, let me break this down. I believe it was going into Sunday. Uh, Micah decided to drop his defense, which was Tampa Bay, for DJ Dallas. Uh, he made this decision because he has Chris Carson, who wasn't playing, and decided DJ Dallas is probably going to get me more points than my defense would give me a better chance to win. Now, not only did DJ Dallas stumble backwards into the end zone twice, which helped Micah a lot, got him 20 points, but then, flip it around, going into Monday night, he decides to drop Kyle Allen and pick up Tampa Bay's defense, who got him enough points to get the win and the median, and then, somehow, all of you just let him get Kyle Allen back for 22. I mean, if I had more than five, five, there's no way you would have got. I would have put a hundred down on Kyle Allen. But not all of you are starting Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins. So I just thought, like the way Micah, and again, fantasy's got a lot of luck in it. Congratulations, Micah, for you know getting dealt 21. He was able to pick up a running back who got him 20, pick up the defense he dropped previously, who was playing on Monday, get the points needed for two and a week, and get the quarterback that he dropped. Props. I is that accreditation to uh, Micah's game play or our lousiness as a league? Do you think? I mean, I think for one, the strategy of it was perfectly executed. He picked up the running back right when he needed it. Uh, he picked up the defense when he realized he needed it, um, and apparently he knew how much to bid on. I don't know, Josh. What do you think about the moves? It was pretty solid. I mean, I. I feel like I should have put down some money for Kyle Allen, but also, I don't know. I'm not dying to have him. And maybe I'll regret that after this next Sunday because I'm still riding high off of my Drew Lock three touchdown performance, and that could change very easily. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. Micah played it pretty pretty well. But, you know, I'd also, I was also thinking that you played things pretty well with our trade and, you know, buying yourself a win, and it wasn't bad value. And then look how that turned out. So. Yeah, can we just go back to that for one second? Uh, for one, Malcolm Brown, the backup to Daryl Henderson, who was traded, so hot, scored more points than Daryl Henderson. What a move! Gus Edwards, who Josh picked up in the moment to start because he didn't have players, scored double the amount of points that Daryl Henderson. He's an RB one now, guys. Jalen Rager, yes, that Jalen Rager, on the Philadelphia worst team in the NFC East Eagles, scored. A gentleman's 12 
uh, a full 10 points better than the traded Amari Cooper. And then Denzel Mims scored five times as many points as Amari <laughs> Cooper. So, oh, you know what? While we're at it, let's just talk about Drew Locke. Why not, right? Because he decided to drop a, a gentleman's 20. Love yeah, why not, right? And then, and then how, about, how about a defense, right? Defenses don't score more than six points this year. Defensive scoring sucks. They never score points. Why do we even have them? Oh, unless you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who, who just got picked up from free agency because we're going to go out and score 18. Uh, is it fair to is say a... best owner around? Uh, Josh, I, <laughs> I want to pose this question to you. Is, like, should Isaiah assess Amari Cooper's situation a little bit better? Because let's, let's rewind a year or two ago. When Amari Cooper is with the Raiders, that's Amari Cooper. He'll have a game of zero, and you'll have a game of 18 to 25. Game is zero, 18 to 25. He's a talented dude, but Isaiah, like, did you not know that the Cowboys had third string running back and zero offensive linemen going? Like, did you know? Were you aware of the wide receiver that you were getting that week? Okay, so this is what I'll say to that. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are most likely going to be down because they're trash. So you'd think they'd have to throw. You think if they're throwing to anyone, you'd have to at least throw it to your number one receiver one, once or twice, hopefully. Uh, and you'd think he'd catch, I don't know, a few passes at least. Not to mention they're playing the Eagles, who who are not, not a good defense. Yeah. I, I have to agree. With one that. point? One point? How bad is Danucci? Is he, he shouldn't get another snap in the NFL. Did you watch that game? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I thought, I thought it would be Cooper getting those Gallup targets, not Michael Gallup. Because he hasn't done anything. <laughs> yeah, I think didn't Gallup lead the Cowboys in targets? Yeah, I'm, talk about it. I'm watching. I'm watching this game and Gallup's, you know, just getting peppered with balls like he's DeAndre Hopkins. And I was like, this is hilarious. Danucci, Danucci loves some Gallup. Danucci was getting the ball to his playmaker. Here's the thing, though. We're talking too much about ourselves. Uh, Micah, congrats on a well-played week. You got a very, very helpful 2-0 week out of a week where you could have easily gone 0-2. Um, so congrats on that. Uh, Luke Vickers, congrats on finally losing. We're all very happy. I want you to know no, that. Con- congrats. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. And Isaiah, don't ever in- group me as we are talking about ourselves too much when it's been you talking about your sorry-ass team the whole time. <laughs> don't include me on that. Anyway. <laughs> But anyways, yes, Mike makes a good point. Uh, a thank you from the bottom of our heart to uh, Michael Catton for giving Luke not only one loss, but two. Much appreciated from the league. Joey had a very nice week going 2-0. and That was very important for him. Daniel got a win, keeping him somewhat in the playoff race. Uh, other than that, it looks like we're coming down to the wire here. McCray Michael picked up a head-to-head win. Listen, I, I have a question I want to pose to you guys. I think there's two teams that we got to look at that could potentially make the playoffs that have a losing record right now. But when I look at their teams, they're pretty solid. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the playoffs. Those two teams are Dan and McCray's team. What, what's going on with those two guys? Like, cause I look at McCray's team and unfortunately I, I am new to the news about Ayuk, but he has AJ Brown, who's incredibly solid. Uh, he has a good like trio of running backs. Uh, I believe Gaskin got hurt though, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Clyde Odertzeler hasn't been doing all that hot for McRae last couple weeks. Do do we see Dan or McRae's team coming through in the playoff race? So I I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't spent a whole lot of time looking at the standings this year. Um, I don't know why. I think maybe just because. Oh, I know why. It's because you're not you're not in in contention most Fair likely. Fair enough. But anyways, I did <laughs> notice that uh, McRae is is yeah he's five and eleven in a, in a year where we made a rule change where you get two wins every week with the median to take out some of that like head to head luck. McRae has by far been the unluckiest team this year. He's got a total of nine hundred and sixty one points four, which would put him in in the playoffs. It would put him in six ahead of teams like Micah, who are 9-7. and seven. So in a year where we've gotten rid of a lot of that luck, McRae has still gotten the bottom of the stick there. Um, so I do think McRae could make a run 
late. I think what hurts him the most is what you said about Gaskin and what you said about Ayuk. Yeah, I think with McCray's team, he's got a lot of – he's had those boomer bust type guys. And so he's had a few of those just huge weeks where he's leading the league in points. And then he's also had the weeks where it's just not quite enough to get a win or the median. And so that's kind of what's hurt him. So when I look at his team, though, I mean, Brady, Jacobs, A.J. Brown, uh, Joe Burrow as his second QB, the Miles Gaskin one. It's solid. I'm not sure how long Gaskin's out, but like he's, he's had a pretty good core out of the, I don't know. Who's your favorite out of the five eleven teams, Blake, you like McCray and Daniel's team, correct? Yeah. I look at Dan's team and Dan's team has feasible quarterbacks. Like if like Matty ice and between Cam Newton and Daniel Jones, if you could just pick up the right matchups between the second quarterback there, not a bad squad Montgomery and Antonio Gibson, those are guys who are like probably B plus RBs, but they're uh, running backs are so scarce this year. There's not a lot of good ones. Like those are as good as you can get. And then you has Keenan Allen, who with Herbert's solid, and then obviously incredibly clearly wide receiver one Evans uh, <laughs> there. Yeah, and then love. like Hurst has been doing well. Like I like when I look at Dan's team, I'm like that's a team that could that I could like you could see in the playoffs and it's not surprising it's just a matter of you know maybe Matt, who, who he's got next couple of weeks and if if those wide yeah. receivers can produce I think as far as dark horses are concerned I completely agree with you I think McCray and Daniel both have shots in the dark but actually pretty good ones based on their teams I think what's going to hurt them the most is that when you're five and eleven and you're this deep in the season, you, you, you have zero room for air. And unfortunately, you can't always control that air. Like, for example, Daniel, um, he's got Philip Lindsay, who's probably going to be out this week with an injury. And he's got some good matchups elsewhere, but it's like even like a little thing like that where you're losing a running back and having to start somebody else, it, you lose a week and you're five and 11, you're go, you go five and 13 or even, even six and 12, and you're looking at it just gets harder and harder every week. And the same with McCray. I think like McCray's team is looking like it could make a run, but if if Gaskin's not playing this week and then Ayuk's not playing this week, even if his team is better than some of those playoff teams at this point, like just, just you're losing points every week. You just can't, can't afford that. Um, and so I would like to see them make a run and make this pretty interesting. I, I think they can. I think they both have a better shot than I do. So good luck to them. Josh, when you look at, when you look at those two rosters and then you look at Joey Catton and Micah Tranch's roster out of, uh, let's let's just say let's break this down between McCray and between Dan that's a matchup and then between between Joey and Micah those are kind of like they're kind of competing for like one of those spots you know what I'm saying who who's like the favorite is it Joey is it Micah do you think McCray or Dan is like even the favorite at that record we're like where, where are we at with that do we trust Joey's team right now and Micah's Okay, so Micah just took a big loss with Kenny Galladay going out. I'm not sure that he's going to come back. It looks like he's not coming. Well, he's not coming back this week, and I don't think he's going to come back the week after that. So that's a big loss because he was getting him consistently 15 points every week. So right now I'm I'm looking at Micah's lineup. He's got good running backs. Uh, Well, if Chris Carson can play, he can have Carson, Connor, and David Johnson there. All three of those guys. We'll get, give you 10 or more. And then at tight end, my boy, Gronk, decided to turn it on. So that, that kind of hurts. I won't lie. But, yeah, he's looking sharp. And then the issue for him is that receiver at the moment. Because he lost Galladay, Fulgham. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Fulgham. If, Fulgham. Yeah, with him on by this week, his receivers being Chark, Juju, who you can't trust. I know that personally. And like, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. Uh, Joey, Dalvin and Todd, like Todd's a gross name, but somehow he falls into the end zone every week. And then DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, he's got good receivers, Uh, big Ben and Lamar. That's a pretty, like Lamar hasn't been great, but considering what else is out there at QB, having Lamar and big Ben, that's pretty solid. I think Joey's only issue is at tight end, which I'd love to help him address if he would make a deal for one of his third quarterbacks. So, Joey, hit me up. I think I lean, so I think I lean Joey, though. As far I also as- think Joey's done a really nice thing, too, where it's like 
I don't value handcuffs a whole lot. I think that he has he Dalvin has, Cook and yeah. Todd Gurley, who are – I mean, injury prone is a thing people put labels on guys. But, I mean, if you were going to put them on anyone, it'd be those two and David Johnson's. But I, to add to that point, Isaiah, I think, like, looking at his specific handcuffs, you have to look at, like, who is their handcuffs and, like, are their handcuffs going to fit the system? Whereas, like, I think there's very few handcuffs that you can just kind of, like – I think Mattinson, you can kind of just plug in there. I, I the only question is I don't know if Hill for sure is like the the person. Right, Josh, and that's, that's the question. But I do I do like how he's kind of built that state. Hey Josh, I would love it if we could introduce uh, our newest segments ever. Isaiah, are you ready for this? Josh, are you, are, I don't are, know what it is. Josh, are we ready? <laughs> we're not. We're not quite ready. We're not quite ready. Uh, <laughs> Josh, when are we gonna be ready, man? Uh, hopefully soon hopefully soon stay tuned stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay man. but actually what does joey do with the antonio brown is he gonna start him this week uh, rumor has it Should antonio he? brown also might be on the move breaking news what do you mean on when you say on the move what do you mean might be on the move i say what are you like, scheming about this might be on, he might be he might be on the move that's what i'm saying just keep an eye out Breaking news. I, I, I don't know how are I, you saying like in our league or what are you saying? I don't know what you're saying, Isaiah. Can I don't you know. speak in the league? Who knows? But... Josh, can you mute him real quick? Isaiah. The talk for the next three minutes. Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah's <laughs> going to have box. six receivers and then he's going to have, he's going <laughs> to, he's going to be starting DJ Dallas, Carlos Hyde, and Nick Bolor <laughs> at running back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Isaiah. Like, you want to you wanna trade me Mac Brown? This is a actually this is kind of a fun game. Like we got to bring that up. We got to bring like that up. And I back. would love on Coon. <laughs> yeah, he, he's gonna go get Kyle Uzcheck. Peyton Hillis. I'm just uh, coming old white running backs, honestly. <laughs> Isaiah, should we like? That's a great segue. Have we talked? We talk about this on last pod or no? No, we didn't. This happened like right after the last pod. I was scrolling through Sleeper. Scrolling, I don't know why I do this. This is this is the problem I have. The obsession. I was literally. Abby laughs at me in the background. I was literally just sitting on my couch, scrolling on my phone through just all of the running backs. I don't know why. Just scrolling. Just I just wanted to see who was down there, and I came across this guy, Mac Brown who I immediately told Blake about because I think I was on the phone with him at the time. And I was like, Blake, you won't believe what I just saw in the, ch- in, in the free agency. You need to look up Mac Brown right now because the assistant coach for the Jets hacked the system and put himself in here. And so Blake goes out, as you all saw, says, you know what? I'm picking him up. He's my good luck friend now. And uh, to his credit, he has kept Mac Brown on the roster for over a week now. Blake? Listen, Isaiah, do you – I swear to you, Isaiah, and you can attest to this because I texted you, uh, I believe, is either Friday night or Saturday night. I'm not for sure. But I texted you and I said, Isaiah, is there any way I can put Mac Brown in my IR slot or something? Is, is there a way we can make that work? Uh, because I would love to keep him. And Isaiah said, there's no way. Isaiah, I, I promise you, I, the player I was going to add was DJ Dallas. So, Micah, you're welcome. I literally kept Mac Brown over DJ Dallas. I, I like on on everything. Swear, uh, I I texted Isaiah. I was like, "Is there any way we can figure that out?" But I was like, "Whatever." I would rather have Mac Brown going forward, rest of the way. But here's what I was thinking, Isaiah: is like we need a last place punishment, correct? As a league, we haven't really established a last place punishment. I feel as though as last year's winner. I I feel like I should choose or the last place needs to roster Mac Brown and keep them on their roster for the entire year, the following year. Is that I a fair punishment? I kind of love it. I kind of love the idea of last place has to roster roster Mac Brown all year. Uh, and going back to what you said earlier, Blake did ask me if you could put Mac Brown on the IR. And I kind of like the idea. Like I was in my head, I was thinking it'd be kind of fun if we could all just pick up some nobody IR guy and have a good luck charm for the rest of the year. Like, just just scroll through the list and choose a guy to be your good luck charm. As if but they're it, kind of our team captain? Yeah, like, it's your team. Like, oh, that's your captain. Yeah. Like, like, like our, our coach. Receivers, scroll through the receivers and pick up Josh Fred. 
Look for him. He's there. I, I saw him the other day. Josh Cribbs is somehow still on the scrap. Ooh, that would be fun. Um, I feel Ricardo Lockett might be. So, also, I – Doug Baldwin? Yeah. So, Isaiah, like, Mac Brown, he's a coach for the Jets, correct? Uh, yeah, I think he's the coach for the uh, – well, okay, realistically, I think he's the coach for the Texas Longhorns, isn't he? Mac Brown? You are thinking of that <laughs> yeah. old man. Am I wrong, though? <laughs> is his name not Mac Brown? His, I, his no, name his, is Mac definitely. Brown. Definitely. But Mac Brown didn't run for 80 yards against the – Allegedly, yeah, he he didn't he didn't he does not average seven point seven <laughs> yards per carry. That yeah. wasn't recent. <laughs> so, his coaching Texas, he went and ran for eighty. <laughs> Isaiah, I think we need to put a poll in the pod. But if you're listening to this, like, does last place warrant having to roster Mac Brown for the full year? Although I am going to do it for the rest of the year, I which makes no sense because. I am not the loser of last year. I'm the winner. And what also makes doesn't like like makes no sense to me is I don't have my green jacket yet. Where is my yeah, green jacket? Yeah, Michael, uh Michael, if you're listening to this, I mean you gotta you gotta get you gotta get the man's green jacket. I gotta I gotta see a video, maybe a TikTok, I don't know. Uh I need I need to see something, some sort of some transaction here. Why can't like why don't you give it to me? Like why like I feel like from from champion to champion. Like, there's got to be some formal way to, to pass that thing on, don't you think? I would appreciate a ceremony. Like, you know, I, I want it looking just like the Masters. Where, That's my thought. Yeah, okay. exactly. We've got the right idea. Just got it. I've also, uh, I've also heard that Michael went out and went ahead and, uh, and thank you, Mike, for your donation. He went out and also got another another kind of prize for the winner which is pretty cool um i don't know if you guys know about that yet but i'll keep that a surprise too for the uh, green jacket ceremony um but hey mike maybe come over watch some thursday night football and uh we'll have a little presentation oh, i'm pumped i'm inviting myself for that yeah i mean you're more than welcome i don't think you'll do it but <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. hey no you hey, won't josh I'll josh members only <laughs> speaking of which josh i was going to bring this up without you knowing without isaiah knowing uh we're we're halfway through uh the the fantasy year in full we're we've done eight weeks there's 16 weeks we're, we're halfway done josh your team's looking really impressive right now honestly your team's looking really good isaiah what do you think about josh's team right now is josh is josh's team like a <laughs> like if you were vegas right now where would you put josh's odds at winning this thing because i think they're pretty high josh I think Josh made a trade a couple a couple of weeks ago. I think it was might have been a trade with you, Blake. I don't remember exactly. It was a trade for two running backs. I think it was. It was a trade with you where he traded Jonathan Taylor for um, the two RB one. Um, and it was after that trade where I told Josh that like he's just got a very well rounded deep team. And, and so he didn't is, trade. Like, so you're saying so you're saying he traded Jonathan Taylor. You have to understand the trade before you go off and. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the trade at all. I'm just saying that, like, that we wouldn't talk about that trade. I thought it was a good trade for both sides. I'm just saying well, that, like, noticed, what? I was saying that was when you noticed my team and you thought I, I had yeah, some. I feel like after that trade, yeah, did, did, after that trade was when I kind of looked at Josh's team. I was like, wow, Josh has got four solid running backs, three solid receivers, a good tight end, good quarterback. After that deal, he goes out and gets Mahomes, and then he goes out and gets Michael Thomas. And I feel like since that deal, he's also had a couple of additions to where it's like, his team has stayed the same, like same depth, but he's also gotten better top end pieces. And so I think Josh, I think right now, Josh, Luke, Blake, um, you could put Ryan in the mix. I think those are the top, the, the top of the food chain right now. Um, I think best Mike, Mike, Mike's team is a contender as well. I think when I look at the league as a whole, I, I think myself, Luke, Mike, Josh, and Ryan are like the, the five right now that probably have the best shot. Isaiah, I have a question for you. All right, guys, Josh, were your quarterbacks after the trade with me and you for Lamar, were your quarterbacks Tannehill, Andy Dalton, and Tua? Or who were your quarterbacks at the time? That sounds right. Tannehill, Dalton, Tua. That sounds – I mean, I, I had Tua for like – 20 seconds so oh that's true i think so I think you could say drew lock. Became drew lock but yeah so it it went from 
Dak and Lamar to really gross really fast, but kind of made up a little bit of that. Where what else do we got on on store for us? I don't know. I feel like we've uh, we've hit quite a few topics. A little chaotic today. Man, it's Wait, real, real quick question. What are my chances of getting Stafford from Dave? And how would you how would you approach that? Do you want him? I think he yeah, got COVID guys, today. He just hit COVID. Guess what? Perfect time to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Buy low, baby. Buy low. <laughs> Trade yet. Four dollars. <laughs> uh, to so, answer your question, Josh, it depends. Are you texting David or are you texting Dan? Well, I guess that's what I, I'm kind of asking for help. I'm like, who who do you text more? Well, so maybe you should text me and then I'll text Dan and then Dan will text Dave. And I go through you because Whoa. because that was funny because that's how Blake and I had to do it. Oh yeah, okay. True. Proven track record. That True. makes sense. That's a good point. <laughs> I'll try that. We'll start there tonight. You're not lying. You are not lying. Well, Isaiah, should we look at the uh, week nine best matchup? Give me the best matchup. Yeah, that's a good point. We haven't uh, we haven't talked about best matchup going forward yet. I mean, although uh, my five and eleven squad is facing Christian's three and three and thirteen squad, um, although that's enticing, we're not going to go with that one this week. I think we got two two matchups um, with Blake and Luke, both fourteen and two teams facing off each other. Someone's taking a loss at least one. And so, I mean, we got to remember, like, playoffs aren't here yet, but hey, you know what? Winning the league is pretty impressive, and it's hard to do, and there's a money prize there too. And so, as much as we all want that championship, winning the league is also extremely impressive, and there's a reward there. And so, I think it's important to keep an eye on that matchup as it is potentially a game-changing matchup for league champion this year, or at least regular season champion. Blake, Blake and Luke, keep an eye on that one. Um, and then, of course, we have on the other end of it, battle to get in, outside looking in, those bubble teams. We've got 9-7 and seven, Micah versus 8-8 eight and eight, Joe. And, again, I think if we can go 2-0 and oh, and Mike, he'll, he'll surpass Micah into that playoff race. And so I think that's a big one, too. Yeah, let's, let's look at this matchup, like, in, in depth here. Because Micah's 9-7, and seven, Joey's 8-8. Eight and eight. So right now, which is this is another good segment that we could do maybe next week, Isaiah, is trying to figure out what our records would be without the median. That would be fun. I, I like that idea. Because it could be like, my, like maybe hypothetically, Joey would be 8-8 eight and eight possibly. Micah could be 5-3 and three, I mean, I mean, potentially. I mean, again, like you but, said, this, this is the first year that we've done uh, the median. And I think, I think based on what I've heard, everyone's really enjoyed it. But it would be, it would be really interesting to go back and look from week to week what the standings would look like if it was just head to head and compare that to the median. I think that'd be a, that'd be eye opening to see how much, how much that would change it. So my, my prediction is Chris Carson playing this week. Do we even know? Also breaking news on the pod is Micah added the Texans defense and dropped DJ Dallas. Big move, big move. So with that said, Micah is rounding off his lineup for the week. I would say Big Ben has the advantage over Kyle Allen. David Johnson or Claypool, probably Claypool and against the boys. I, I, I would suspect Joey wins that matchup. Well, are, we doing, uh, are we doing picks of the week, picks to click? I'm, just, I'm, I'm picking my pick on the matchup of the week because so that's all that matters, right? I'm picking Joey. Over You're picking Joey? Josh, who are you picking? Oh, I think I'm going Joey. Right. Uh, I think, oof. I think I've got to go Joey too. I think he's. I think both teams are strong at running back, and I think Joey just beats him at the strongest position. I, yeah. I just don't think there are very many weeks when Delvin Cook and Todd Gurley don't score ten plus. And I think Chris Carson could not play this week. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. So it'll be close. Who do you got between the Cowan and the bench warmers? Um, I mean Dan's fighting for playoff life. Oof. It could come down to Mike Thomas and if he plays in what his production is, honestly. I, uh, I was I think, looking at that earlier. I think you've got this one, Josh. I think so, too. But, you know, what's kind of crazy is I, – I, I don't know if he does. Let, let, hear, hear me out on this. I would rather have Cam Newton over Drew Locke on Monday night, Gibson over Cooks, Hurst and Andrews. Uh, unless Andrews catches his classic two touchdowns for 40 yards, I would probably rather have Hurst. Just generally speaking, for like a for a clear seven points, Robinson or Evans, I don't like it, it's going to come down to the wide receivers. I think 
I, yeah, I think right now Hayden Hurst is sadly just as good as Mark Andrews, so that kind of bums me out. I've got to think Brandon Cooks is, I mean, considering the last three weeks, I, don't know, I feel like he should do better than Gibson, but yeah, that could be close to uh, Lindsay's. Lindsay's better than Gus Edwards, but he's questionable, so I don't know there. And then, like you said, Michael Thomas is questionable, so Keenan Allen could have the advantage. Obviously, Patty over Matt and James Robinson over Montgomery, but yeah, it's, it's probably pretty close. Probably a good game. Isaiah, do you think you beat Christian? Josh, probably not. <laughs> wow, confidence is low for Art of the Deal. I'm hoping my team doesn't look. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping you don't recognize my team by the end of the week. At what point do you change your name to Art of the Loss? Wow, pick, <laughs> pick a man while he's down. Uh, I, again, you know, I think uh, I don't think all hope is lost. I think it's uh, it's been beaten up and bruised a little bit, and uh, hopefully, I can make some moves and uh, put myself in a dark horse position to make a playoff run. Isaiah, I heard the word hope or hopefully or hope a lot there. Oh, also, previously, I heard you saying that you were hopeful with MT. Like hope, 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 man. That's a. I'll say this: there's like a there's a matchup at the top, there's a matchup at the bottom, and there's a matchup in the middle, in the, in this week, and it's and it's great. We're we're halfway through this season. More than half. Uh, I mean, for the full fantasy season, we're like exactly halfway through. Oh, you're saying you're saying playoffs but, included? Yeah, Isaiah. Like some of us will make the playoffs this year. <laughs> hey. You know what? I'm going to say it one more time because I, I, there's a good chance I don't get to say it ever again. I have never missed the playoffs. So I, I know mute him, I've mute never him, missed the playoffs. One more time. I have never missed the playoffs. Keep on the record, folks. Hey, congrats. No other congrats, team has done that. Ten years. I don't believe that statistic. I really don't. I feel like there could have been a year where you just didn't make the playoffs, where you just didn't necessarily track it. I I personally don't know the year I missed the playoffs. Did I miss more than one? Do you do you know at the top of your head or uh, like you who, only, who's, who's second? The, you've only missed the playoffs once. Who 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 else has missed the playoffs like a few amount of times? Anybody else? Everyone else has missed it a decent amount of times. I just remember for a while there was only me and you, and then you had that one really down year. And like I said, it was the only year you've ever missed. So. All right, let's wrap up uh, weekly matchups. Who do you got, Luke and Blake? Uh, Luke and Blake, I think – oh, that's a good question. Blake, you have an idea? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to guess you probably south, but – I'm I'm going to say it comes down to if Aaron Jones plays and has a great game, it'll be neck and neck. What's great about Luke's matchup versus mine is, like, we, we're like the Seahawks are playing the Bills. I have Russell Wilson. He has Josh Allen. He has Stephon Diggs. I have DK Metcalf. So that's going to be like a fun uh, little matchup for me to, to watch. For me, uh, I, think, I think Blake's team has a slight edge in talent anyways. Um, and then just looking at the rosters put up this week, I think Blake's team also has the better matchups. So because of those two factors, I think Blake wins this one. Yeah, I, I probably lean Blake with Luke's top running backs, Jamar, whatever his name is, Jonathan Taylor. I almost said Jamar. That's weird. Um, is there a Jamar Taylor? Is there like Jamario? Is there like that backup cornerback for the Seahawks? I feel like what? Jamario Taylor. Uh, that's <laughs> something along those lines. But with uh, uh, Taylor and Aaron Jones being questionable, I, I don't know. I probably lean to Blake. But yeah, if if Aaron Jones plays, I feel like he's going to score 25. So, you know, Michael Cadden and McCray. <sighs> Michael Catton and McCray. McCray, like I said, McCray, this is it. Like, same all, for all the 5 and 11 teams out there right now, David, McCray, Daniel, and myself, like, it's, it's win or go home at this point. Can we the, collectively the, laugh at Michael's QB situation? I was just about to say, the positive, <laughs> the positive for McCray is that Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, is not starting a quarterback. Oh, Derek Carr. Yeah, so he'll put he'll him. He'll go get a quarterback. Well, again, can I check something real quick? So Michael, okay, that's what I thought. No, you can't. Michael has Michael has sixty-eight fob. Why in the world is he not putting money down on Nick Mullins or Kyle Allen? That's just careless ownership. I'll just say it. I just, I, I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go out there. I'll I'll do it. I there. I feel like 
obviously I made my rounds on Tuesday, right? Talking to everybody. It feels like everybody is complacent exactly with where they're at. And it makes no sense to me. Everyone is completely complacent with where they're at. Honestly, that's my honest like opinion. Including you, Isaiah. You seem complacent right there. Josh is complacent. I'm complacent. Luke's complacent. Mike is complacent. Joey's complacent. Uh, I did not get a chance to speak to Dan or Dave, so I'm not sure how they feel. But that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Also, I mean, granted, Michael has Nick Chubb on IR, so when he comes back, he'll have a sweet one-two punch with him and Kamara. He is still starting McKissick. Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't understand. Like he's. I feel like he's acting like he's the 14 and 2 team with a loss to the playoffs and he's waiting for guys <laughs> to come back. He he could slip, honestly. Like he, he could, could honestly slip. slip out of the playoffs. He's nine and seven. Because, like, let's be real. If MT comes back, that is for sure going to cut some of Kamara's targets and volume down. Because Kamara's been a for sure 18 bare minimum. It's he Kamara's gonna be like a bare minimum 15 now. So there's like a couple points that way. Frankly, I'm just going to bring up the quarterback argument again. His quarterbacks are awful. If, he, if your best quarterback's Jared Goff or Derek Carr and you're, you're having to play the match, like, that's a little bit questionable. Kamara has completely keeping him afloat. I think he said something about Julio being at WR1, which, like, I agree with. He's a clear-cut wide receiver one. I was just saying, like, he's just, like, a sketchy wide receiver one because it's the Falcons and it's Julio and they're trash. I don't know. That's, that was all I said about that. Who let's see here. But yeah, I don't know. We're halfway through the season. It's a it's a, it's a tight race between a lot of like groupings of the top, the middle, and the bottom. This fantasy season has been crazy. I was looking at leaders from week seven. The top five of every position is like no name, no name, no name, waiver, no name. Besides Dalvin Cook and DK Metcalf. Like those are the RB one wide receiver one for the week, but other than that it was a scrubs. Right. One thing that worries me about I mean, because I'm looking at Michael's team and he doesn't even have a QB in the QB spot. So he'll have to move Derek Carr from Superflex to QB and then put someone else there. But uh, McCray, he's starting Zach Moss, John Brown, Jared Cook, Mike Williams. I feel like he's got a lot of questionable, sketchy guys, like guys that might go off, but they could also get two points. So I don't know. I don't know. It is interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this week plays out. The last matchup we haven't talked about real quick is is Ryan and Dave. Is McCaffrey going to come back this week and help out Ryan's team? If he does, it's the nail in my coffin. <laughs> As it has been preaching for eight weeks or whatever it's been, that McCaffrey is done for the season. And I can't wait for him to suit up and to watch Mike Davis just stand there on the sidelines. <laughs> oh, Isaiah, it's... Like, hey, I gotta, it would be one thing if you won some games with Mike Davis, you know, Isaiah, but you you hung on to him without winning too many games. I've got I've to give a quick shout out to Ryan for the Justin Herbert move because early on in the season, I hated it. I was like, Justin Herbert isn't going to do anything, and it's honestly a waste of a roster spot, and I thought he was Jacob Eason, basically. He's killed it this year. So that was, I mean, some of these moves that Ryan's made, I'm like, gosh, dang it. How is he 10 and 6 when he lost McCaffrey? I mean, that, that's actually kind of scary, confused. isn't it? Still confused by Duke Johnson for sure, but 10 and 6 with no I McCaffrey. No. He lost Ryan he is 1.01 and he's 10 and 6. That, that should scare people. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I trust in myself to make the playoffs. Ryan is the one team that I am most scared of right now playing. It's either Ryan or Josh's team, in my opinion, of like who I would not want to face. There's always those teams where it's like just they have this thing to them where it's like they could very well go score 200. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, I think the problem, with, uh, the problem with Ryan's team, um, for you, Blake, like you having a good team and going to the playoffs, like with a, with a very high floor, is that, yeah, you, you run into a team like Ryan who, who has a lower floor for sure, but with guys like Devontae Adams and Christian McCaffrey and Justin Herbert even. And also – uh, Ryan goes out there and scores 200, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Blake scored 180, but Ryan ended the season. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, they could all drop three touchdown games. Could you imagine? Like, what, you, can't, you can't do anything about that. Like, he, Ryan just shows up, and it's 40, 40, 40, 40, 
he got 120 points from four guys. The thing with Ryan's team, though, is that, like, if he could still get a bye, but the thing is, if he doesn't get a bye, he's going to have to do that for three weeks. That's where it's, that's where it's tough. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't think Ryan's the front runner. To, I don't think Ryan is the front runner to win the league at all. I, don't, I think he's probably of the good teams. I think he's probably at the bottom. But I think he could absolutely, absolutely knock off one of the favorites because of, because of that boomer bust. Shout out to our fans for being there since day one. day one. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Abby. I hear you. <laughs> oh.